Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience and this episode uh, I'm going to be continuing my uh, rewatch uh, review of uh, the Marvel films uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, and uh, the film I'm going to be talking about today uh, is um, the uh, film that came out in 2011 um, that uh, introduced uh, one of my favourite characters, uh, which is based on one of my favourite mythologies uh, of the world, um, and that mythology is, of course, Norse mythology. And uh, the the character that I'm going to be talking about today, and the film that I'm going to be talking about today, is the 2011 uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Thor. Um... Uh, which was directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh, and it stars uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, Thor, uh, Natalie Portman as uh, Jane Foster, uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, uh, Stelland uh, Skarsgård as uh, Eric Selvig, um, and uh, a great uh, uh, plethora of uh, acting talent, um, including the one and only Anthony Hopkins. As Odin, and um, as I said, the character of Thor is one of my favourite characters. And um, Thor, uh, this the standalone film Thor, uh, is one of my favourite films, and uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So, uh, as I was saying, uh, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films. Uh, One of my favourite Marvel films, um, uh, which is centred around one of my favourite Marvel characters. And that is the character of Thor, uh, who you may know uh, is a character that is based on uh, one of the gods from Norse mythology. Um... And uh, Thor has always been one of my favourite heroes from the Marvel uh, um, comic series. Um, When I was growing up, uh, I was probably probably only knew probably five characters from the Marvel cinema, Marvel comics uh, universe uh, of uh, of stories. Intimately, um, uh, probably uh, Spider-Man, uh, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, um, Daredevil, uh, um, uh, um, Thor, definitely, um, and of course um, there were. Um, I'm trying to remember. 
Anyway, there wasn't that many. Probably four, five, um, I'll try and think of another one, but when I was growing up, there wasn't that many, um, live action, um, depictions of Marvel heroes. Oh, Captain America. There we are. There was a Captain America, uh, movie that came out in the 90s, maybe 1990. So yeah, five. Um, but I'd read them in, um, comics, um, very, uh, sporadically um i wasn't uh, an avid uh comic book reader and collector as a child but whenever i did get the chance to pick up a a marvel comic i read it and i loved it um depend doesn't matter uh who was the main character in it uh, i loved it i loved the characters i loved the heroes i loved the the whole uh interconnected universe um and uh, as time has gone on, um, and as uh, Marvel, um, as a, a movie studio, has uh, uh, blossomed, and it's started to come out with its own um, its own cast of uh, characters, some um, that are not uh, as well known as others. Um, they have introduced a. Uh, a brand new continuity uh, uh, that involves um, all these characters that all uh, were very prominent characters within the Marvel within Marvel comics, um, but they may not have been as well known to the the, the greater public. Uh, one of those characters is uh, got to be Iron Man. Um, I was familiar with Iron Man, but uh, as a kid, but. I wasn't really um, drawn to him um, as a character uh, as much as I am now. Uh, I wasn't as familiar with him as I am now. Um, I was very much more familiar with Spider-Man growing up. And I suppose a lot of kids uh, are the same because uh, Peter Parker, he was a child when he became Spider-Man. And and I think that's how uh, a lot of uh, kids get introduced. to spider-man because he kind of talks the same way and he people uh when they're 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 kids they want to be spider-man because uh he seemed to uh be having the same troubles as uh normal everyday kids were having um uh while also trying to hide the fact that he's a superhero who dresses up uh in uh red and blue lycra and uh swings through new york city on uh, homemade webs um but as i was saying um i was always familiar with thor uh as a as a kid but i wasn't really that familiar with the um the origin of uh of thor and odin and um loki until uh i was a bit older and i started to uh, do some uh, investigation into the mythology that is based on, and that is, of course, Norse mythology. Um, and uh, I remember back in 2010, 2011, when I heard that there was going to be a Thor film coming out, um, I was excited, uh, especially after the the success of uh, Iron, the Iron Man film, uh, the first Iron Man film. 
and uh, the Incredible Hulk film. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was really uh, excited to see uh, what they would do with uh, with Thor, um, who I had only really seen depicted in live action in one of the um, Incredible Hulk uh, TV show episodes. I believe it might have been one of the the TV movies that they that was produced, um, and. Um, and yeah, so that was the only real uh, live-action depiction I remember. The, the the old Bill Bixby TV show uh, that depicted uh, The Incredible Hulk. Um, so, as I say, I was really excited to see what they would do uh, with Thor. And I remember seeing Thor for the first time back in 2011 and being absolutely blown away by it. Uh, from the first um, instance... Um, that I, I saw depicted the the storm that's being uh, um, kicked up in the New Mexico desert, and then this uh, uh, this van being driven by uh, uh, Jane Foster and having uh, the character of Eric Selvig on there and Darcy Lewis uh, driving through the New Mexico desert, uh, and then well. Um, in conducting research on the aurora borealis type phenomenon that is occurring uh, above the desert there and then um this tornado lightning storm just starts to develop around them and then they they believe that they've hit someone um and then uh following this uh when they go out to discover who they've hit uh we get an introduction into um, the the backstory of not only the character of Thor, but also the backstory of uh, Loki um, and the backstory of Asgard itself um, and the position that it holds um, within the nine realms, as it's de- as it's described. And we get to see um, Odin uh, in uh, a battle between the uh, the main antagonists, uh, which are the the Frost Giants um, and the Asgardians, which is the the race of beings that um, Odin, uh, the All Father, is the 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 leader of, um, and which Thor is um, one of the the princes of, because he's uh, Odin's son. Um. And we see Odin uh, talking to both Thor and Loki as young boys, uh, telling them that um, one day one of the one of them would be king uh, of Asgard. Um, and then uh, we fast forward to the, the modern day, uh, and we see Thor, who's now an adult, preparing um, to accept the. Uh, the responsibility of, of becoming Asgard's um, new uh, leader um, uh, uh, at a very uh, lavish uh, ceremony and uh, a very lavish and um, golden uh, environment throne uh, throne room and uh, that's one thing I have to really say about uh, Thor. 
uh, and something that struck me immediately is how beautifully uh, photographed it is. Um, I know some of the the um, depictions of Asgard that we see are uh, computer generated, but they are absolutely stunning and breathtaking. And um, the, the special effects department uh, really did uh, outdo themselves on this film, I believe, because it uh, it um, just as many of the Marvel films. Uh, are just absolutely um, eye candy, really. You, you just you look at them, you see the depictions of Asgard, looking at it from underneath, and then flipping over to the, the top of it because it's this like spinning disc, um, and with these uh, golden um, uh, uh, skyscraper kind of. Uh, um, uh, buildings and uh, that's that's not the best way to describe them but it's just so uh beautiful uh the environment and uh everything that's shown on the screen and it's so uh sumptuous and really lavish and it really does depict a civilization that has it all yeah it's um yeah a really great uh environment asgard is and um and yeah, we, we, we see at uh, within this throne room, just as Thor is uh, formally going to be recognised as the, the crown prince of Asgard, um, as uh, his brother Loki looks on uh, enviously, um, there is a, uh, a an attack. Um, there is a... The, an infiltration uh, by some frost giants and um, Odin senses it um, straight away even before being told and he stops the ceremony and um, we we see that uh, the frost giants have made their way um, into uh, one of the secure rooms the, the vault where they hold some of the um, the treasures of Asgard and um, that they have been um, taken care of uh, by a um, security um, uh, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it they're called the destroyer anyway they're they are this metallic looking um, humanoid figure that can emit this uh, extremely powerful energy beam um, from its uh, the head area when the, the metallic uh, parts of it um, open up, and um, the destroyer is able to stop the intruders, uh, stop them from uh, taking the uh, um, the casket that they've come to obtain uh, which is the casket of ancient winters uh, which is something that Odin had um, uh, obtained uh, following the the last um, encounter that the frost giants and the Asgardians had um, on uh, Jodenheim uh, which is the uh, the frozen um wasteland uh, as it is uh, as we see in in thor of and uh, the home world of the the frost giants and um 
since its removal from there uh, the uh, Jodenheim um, has become a, a, a living wasteland and it's uh, not has been as prosperous as it has been um, while examining the the remains of the frost giants uh, Odin um, uh, comes to the conclusion um, that uh, um, that they must have had uh, help um, um, and of course uh, Thor is uh, angry and wants to retaliate against them but Odin uh, disagrees um, and uh, and after this we see that uh, Thor is uh, he's a bit of a, a loose cannon he doesn't agree with his father um, he's very um, uh, very angry um, and he shows this anger by tossing a, a heavy table over um, and while uh, gathering with uh, Loki um, and some close friends uh, they um, they make a plan and they come to the conclusion that um, they have to uh, make the, the frost giants pay for what they've done for their infiltration of Asgard um, and so they ride out to uh, the uh, Bifrost Bridge um, uh, which is kind of like this rainbow um, ener energized uh, bridge um, that takes them uh, to uh, this kind of emitter kind of a, a sphere like um, place where they can be transported to uh, another to another one of the um, the nine realms and uh, waiting for them there is the character of uh, Heimdall uh, it's played by um, uh, Idris Elba um, and uh, he agrees that uh, the uh, the frost giants uh, need to to pay for what they've done and so because he is the keeper uh, of um, the the sword that allows uh, transport from um, from Asgard to all the other nine realms um, he allows them to to pass and um, Thor and uh, his friends uh, including Loki uh, travel to uh, Jotunheim uh, the frost giants uh, home uh, they confront uh, the, the leader of the Frost Giants, Laufey, um, uh, who uh, immediately uh, taunts them um, for not being uh, like uh, like Odin, and they tell them to turn around and go back home before they start something they can't stop. Um, and uh, then they are surrounded, and then... Um, just before they're allowed to to leave uh one of the frost giants um makes a uh, a remark that thor hears um and uh thor uh reacts uh angrily to it uh and he uh 
and as a result of the frost, this frost giant's insult towards him, he attacks him straight away and begins a, a battle uh, that uh, he and uh, Loki and his friends um, uh, start to fight against the, the frost giants. Uh, and during this fight, Loki starts to experience uh, some unusual reactions. Um, most likely when he's touched by one of the frost giants. Uh, because when the frost giants usually touch people who are not one of them, um, they uh, can cause a, um, a degradation of the skin. Um, it turns their skin, people's skin, black. Uh, but when uh, Loki was touched, uh, his skin appeared to turn blue, very similar to that of uh, the colour of the frost giants. Um, and uh, Laufey uh, uh, just continues to allow his uh, soldiers to, to fight against the Asgardians, um, uh, to the point where uh, the Asgardians uh, choose to retreat, uh, except for Thor, uh, who uh, manages to kill uh, a lot more of the frost giants and one of the frost beasts that are set free to um, to try and kill uh, Thor and his friends. Um, but um, just as they uh, they fear that uh, they might be overrun by frost giants, Odin arrives and. Um, he uh, intervenes, comes between um, uh, Thor and his friends and uh, Laufey, uh, who he apologises to for the intrusion, and uh, he says that he wants to continue to have peace between the two um, the two races. Uh, but Laufey states that um, they are beyond reason and that the Frost Giants are now at war with Asgard. Uh, and uh, to this um, Odin just says so be it um, and uh, Laufey attempts to stab Odin uh, but Odin blasts Laufey uh, away and then takes um, the Asgardians back home and uh, when they are back um, on Asgard at the portal at the, the mouth of the portal that they used to to travel to uh, Jotunheim Odin um, says to uh, uh, Thor's friends that they can they can leave and he confronts both Thor and Loki um, and he's absolutely furious that Thor took it upon himself to drag Asgard uh, back into a war with the frost giants um just so that he could um he could retaliate against um the uh the frost giants uh infiltrating asgard um and so much so um that he odin chooses to strip thor of his powers uh and to banish him to earth um um, because he says that he's not worthy uh, of uh, his position. He's not even worthy of his Thor, uh, Thor's uh, hammer, uh, Mjolnir. 
Um, and uh, as I say, he banishes Thor to Earth, sends him through the portal. Um, but after a few seconds, he uh, throws Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, through the portal as well. And um, puts a, a spell on it, um, saying, uh, Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Um, so there's a, a sign of hope there, hoping that uh, Thor will um, come to his senses and um, when the time comes be worthy of uh, his hammer once again and then we go back to the beginning of the film um, it's the beginning scene uh, on Earth where uh, when Thor is hit by um, Jane Foster's uh, van uh, and then they um, they drive away from the storm that uh, was created by Thor's uh, arrival on Earth and um, then they decide to take him to the hospital um, uh, but uh, he wakes up fighting and um, um, he uh, starts to throw orderlies and nurses and doctors from one side of the room to the other um, before he is eventually tranquilized um, and then uh, Dr. Selvig uh, attempts to get uh, uh, Jane Foster to, to leave him uh, but uh, um, she says she's curious um, um, and uh, she's notably uh, attracted to him immediately um, and uh, when they go back to uh, their outpost uh, in town which in which they're using uh, as a base to um, to investigate uh, the energy that they've been chasing uh, in New Mexico uh, they found that uh, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, has confiscated all of their equipment and their research and um, they are being uh, once again um, led by uh, Agent Coulson um, who we saw in uh, Iron Man 2 um, and uh, he says that uh, they need um, Jane Foster's equipment and her research uh, because they are they are also investigating uh, what happened in the New Mexico desert, uh, particularly the appearance of Thor's hammer, uh, uh, which we saw um, a brief glimpse of uh, at the uh, the cutscene at the end of uh, Iron Man Two. At the end of the credits, um, and uh, unsure of what to do, um, the trio um, of uh, Jane and um, Eric Selvig um, and uh, Darcy Lewis um, decide to go back to the the hospital um, um, to to. Uh, talk to to Thor uh, about where he he came from uh, and as they uh, begin to uh, drive off from the the hospital um, they hit him again knock him out um, and then Jane says I, I promise I'm not doing this on purpose um, but this time they they take him 
with them uh, and they go to uh, on the, the cafes that are there and um, they start to uh, um, uh, feed him because he's uh, he's hungry um, because of his uh, mortal existence now he's uh, constantly hungry um, and um, Jane also gives him some civilian clothes uh, to wear that belong to her ex-boyfriend uh, uh, which is a doctor called Donald Blake and uh, in the comics um, the the name Donald Blake was what uh, the character Thor used as his uh, human alter ego when he was uh, trying to um, um, exist uh, or tried to make out he was uh, human so that was his uh, alter ego um, and then after hearing uh, some of the locals uh, discussed a satellite that's crashed 50 miles due west um, Thor decides to, to go there because he believes that this um, satellite is uh, in fact his hammer uh, Mjolnir uh, so he decides to go there to retrieve his hammer um, and there's a scene as well where uh, some of the, the townspeople have actually gone to the site where Mjolnir uh, is uh, embedded within a rock uh, it's surrounded by an impact crater and uh, a lot of the locals are trying to pull it out of the the ground but they can't um, there's also a little scene there where Stanley the late great Stanley is driving a, um, a truck there uh, trying to, to pull it out uh, with the other members of the the town and uh, he ends up ripping the the back of his truck off in the process uh, so that was quite a, a funny scene um, but uh, Thor uh, he decides to go there but he bids uh, Jane and Dr. Selvig um, uh, and Darcy goodbye and uh, says that he's going to go uh, uh, go there alone um, because they uh they can't uh they aren't able to help him um so thor just walks around town attempting to find a, a horse or a means uh or something he can ride to get to uh the crash site um paying a visit to a pet store there asking them if they have something that he can ride to get there so uh he doesn't understand that uh on earth there isn't um any kind of creature that would be capable of uh he would be capable of riding that would be able to take him there but uh that's another funny scene um uh and then jane appears uh in a van and uh, tells thor that she'll give him a ride um to the crash site um and uh then the two head there together uh, in their in her van but when they arrive at the crash site, um, a crowd uh, of townspeople have uh, gathered, um, as I was saying, to try and um, lift the hammer. Um, but then later, um, a shield has completely uh, surrounded the site um, and they've taken over it, uh, put up a temporary camp to study the hammer. 
and um, the energy that it is generating. And after dark, uh, Jane and Thor uh, try to. They arrive, and Thor attempts to infiltrate uh, the encampment um, while uh, Jane looks on. Um, and uh, Thor assures her that when he gets his hammer back, he will return to her all the equipment that was taken from her and her research. Um, and uh, I think she believes him, but in a way she she's kind of skeptical because he's talking about being Thor. Uh, he's talking about all these things that don't make sense because uh, um, he couldn't possibly be who he makes out to be. Uh, and after fighting his way through some um, agents, um, he's targeted uh, by a uh, uh, character of uh, Clint Barton, who we would come to know um, as the character Hawkeye uh, in uh, future um, Marvel films. And uh, in Thor, that, that this is his first appearance. This is the character's uh, first appearance. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, mm, at, at first he's impressed, uh, by Thor, uh, even though he's targeted him with his, uh, his bow and his arrows. But, um, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye, uh, or Clint Barton does a great job in this. Um, it's only a very small glimpse of the, the character that we see. Um, but, uh, he keeps him in, uh, in, uh, the cross, his crosshairs the whole time. Um, and he's constantly be, he's constantly asking, uh, Agent Coulson if he should fire at him. But Agent Coulson says to, to hold off because he wants to see what happens when Thor reaches the hammer. Uh, but unfortunately for Thor, when he reaches the hammer, he's able, he's unable to lift it, and he howls um, in despair at his powerlessness. Um, and he drops to the ground, and um, then he's taken into custody. Um, but then we see on on uh, Asgard that uh, um, following uh, Loki's. Uh, confrontation with Odin about his origins uh, in which Odin revealed to um, Loki that he was um, he was a baby frost giant but uh, small in comparison to all the to the, all the other frost giant children and he was retrieved um, when the last battle that the the frost giants and Asgard had, and um odin found him in the rubble um and that he also reveals to loki that he was um um he's the the, the son of uh laufey but laufey left him for dead and he didn't uh, think to retrieve him um and of course loki's uh, upset by this and um realizing that he's not pure as guardian um following this uh odin falls into a a coma like state called the odin sleep um and he collapses 
Um, but Loki uh, asks for for the guards to help him. Um, but in um, uh, while Odin is within his Odin sleep, uh, Loki takes on the mantle of the acting king of um, of Asgard. And while um, Thor is being held for questioning by S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Agent Phil Coulson, um, Loki uh, comes to talk to Thor and tells him that Odin is dead and that Thor is banished from Asgard and that uh, even his mother doesn't want to see him um, which leaves Thor distraught um, but then uh, Eric Selvig uh, arrives um, with a, a faked driver's license and uh, convinces S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Coulson that um, Thor is in reality Jane Foster's uh, ex uh, boyfriend, husband. Um, I can't remember the the, the relationship there. Um, uh, Donald Blake, and um, that he, he his physique is as a result of the of uh, an influence of steroids on him. And that's caused his um, his uh, his mental um, disorientation, uh, and um, yeah, they're allowed to to leave. Uh, Eric Selvig uh, um, co- is able to convince Shield to allow him and uh, Thor to to leave. Uh, but uh, Thor has uh, been able to retrieve uh, Jane Foster's notebook uh, uh, while he was leaving the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and while back in town um, Eric Selvig takes Thor to a a bar and uh, tries to convince Thor to leave Jane alone uh, because... um, it, the comfort, the complications that could ensue uh, from uh, between him and uh, Jane um, is something that he wants to mitigate before they happen because he cares for for Jane very much because um, he worked with her father uh, before he died, um, and then uh, we see funny scene where Thor brings uh, a very drunk Eric Selvig to Jane's Foster's trailer um, and then uh, we see uh, Jane and Thor share a moment outside uh, trailer as they gaze up at the stars and this is where Thor explains the, the nine realms to uh, to Jane um, and the, the, the Bifrost bridge to her um, explaining that the nine realms are uh, a group of distant planets that are all interconnected uh, by uh, the cosmic nexus uh, Ygrasil, um, which was in in Norse mythology is called the the life tree, I believe. Um, it's a very important uh, tree um, in Norse mythology, um, and um, uh, Midgard 
which is their name for Earth, uh, is one of the the nine realms. Uh, as is um, Jodenheim, where the uh, where the frost giants come from. So uh, as he's explaining this to her, um, she figures that the the Bifrost bridge that he talked about is in reality the theoretical Einstein Rosen bridge, uh, another name for a, a wormhole, um, and the same phenomenon that she has been re- researching. Um, then we see uh, Loki comes to uh, the portal uh, at the end of the Bifrost um, bridge, uh, in which he freezes Heimdall, and he uses the Bifrost to go to uh Jodenheim to speak with Laufey the uh the leader of the the frost giants um and it's revealed that uh, Loki was the one who let the frost giants into Asgard in the first place um and uh it was his plan for them to retrieve the the casket um during Thor's coronation uh, because he had made a deal with Laufey uh, that he would let them into Asgard so that they could kill Odin um, and in return uh, they would re- return home in peace um, and then uh, we see Loki commanding the destroyer um, to go to Earth and kill Thor um, then the destroyer arrives on Earth uh, in New Mexico, uh, where Thor is uh, uh, still there with uh, Jane and uh, Eric Selvig. And um, the destroyer starts to uh, destroy everything in the town. Um, and uh, we see a lot of the, the townspeople um, trying to find cover, and Thor and... Uh, Darcy and Eric Selvig and uh, Jane are trying to to help people to to get a, get into safety, and then we see Thor uh, choose to confront the destroyer head on um, and to sacrifice himself, um, uh, while at the same time asking Loki, uh, who can see and hear everything that is happening on Earth. Um, to leave the humans alone in return for himself so he says he's basically going to sacrifice himself Um, then the destroyer gives Thor a uh, a vicious uh, backhand um, slap and hits him away causing what looks like severe injuries Um, and uh, we initially thought we initially think that Thor has been killed um because he's unconscious um and uh that's exactly what jane foster thinks when she goes over to him um however uh thor's selfless act to protect uh the the innocent human beings of uh of the town um uh was enough to make him worthy once again to wield his hammer mjolnir uh, which we see uh, immediately take off from the landing site where it uh, it landed 
um, and it flies off and uh, Thor immediately reaches for it uh, and it's able to uh, as soon as it reaches Thor's hand it is able to restore him to full life and full vigor to restore his um, his Thor his garb that he wears um, and from this uh, Thor and with Mjolnir Thor is able to uh, fight back against the destroyer and defeat it um, and then uh, he says to Jane Foster that he has to return to Asgard to uh, to um, um, stop uh, what Loki has been doing but then he promises to return to her uh, as soon as he uh, has done what he needs to do uh, but the frost giants um, have begun to invade Asgard through the portal uh, walking past uh, Heimdall who is still frozen uh, and Laufey goes straight to where Odin's bedchamber is and looks him in the eye uh, And but as he prepares to kill uh, Odin Loki kills Laufey um, to appear to be the, the hero and the one who has saved Odin um, and then we see Heimdall uh, manage to break free and to fight against some of the other frost giants that have uh, made it to Asgard just as Thor arrives back on Asgard and is able to fly to uh, Odin's bedchamber where he discovers uh, his mother um, and Loki and um, then we see Loki and Thor uh, fight against one another. Um, and uh, But unfortunately, um, Loki uh, has uh, used the, the portal uh, of the, the Rainbow Bridge to uh, attempt to destroy Jodenheim, the... the the home world of the frost giants um and um uh they're unable to to stop it um so the only way that thor uh um concludes that he will be able to to stop it from destroying jodenheim uh completely and destroying all the frost giants is to destroy the rainbow bridge um, uh, to smash it with his hammer uh, and that's exactly what he does um, and part of the, the bridge shatters and falls uh, into the, the ether um, uh, just as Loki holds on for dear life holds on to to Thor who reaches out for him just before he uh, he falls down um, into the, the wormhole um back to back to earth uh, and also odin arrives just in time to to save and catch thor uh, before he falls into the wormhole um but then loki admits defeat uh and he allows himself to fall disappearing um from view and then we see um that uh life on Asgard is returning to normal um, however uh, Odin is saddened by what has happened and Thor 
um, is seen mourning his brother and also admitting that he misses uh, Jane Foster, uh, whom he's able to visit because the Bifrost has now been destroyed and that is the only way to return to Earth, or so he believes. Um, However, Heimdall, uh, who is able to gaze beyond the Rainbow Bridge to see all the events of the Nine Realms, assures Thor that Jane is still looking for him and she awaits his return uh, when he returns to Earth. And that's when we see back on Earth, Jane um, in a new lab with uh, her new equipment. Um, And uh, she's being assisted by S.H.I.E.L.D. to fully investigate um, uh, Thor's um, um, whereabouts and um, the, uh, the wormhole. Um, that uh, was generated by the Bifrost Bridge and in a cut scene at the end of the film uh, we see uh, Dr. Eric Selvig um, is, uh, has been taken to the, the Joint Dark Energy Mission Facility uh, where he meets with uh, Nick Fury um, played by Samuel Jackson uh, and Fury shows him the Tesseract uh, which is a cube-shaped um, um, device uh, in a briefcase which he says could be a source of unlimited power uh, and then we see uh, Loki uh, appearing in a reflection uh, invisible to both uh, Dr. Selvig and Nick Fury saying uh, well I guess that's worth a look uh, which uh, Dr. Selvig uh, repeats due to Loki's subtle influence upon him. And this uh, scene directly links up with the events that happen in uh, the Avengers film uh, that came out uh, a couple of films after this film takes place after that. Um, But yeah, that's it. And I'm just once again going to say I absolutely love this film. Thor uh, is one of my favourite films. of the favorite films the marvel cinematic universe and um i don't think anyone could play thor like uh, chris hemsworth uh he's great he's great in the th- in the role and he really embodies um everything that you would need to be uh the god of thunder himself uh, i think um natalie portman's also fantastic as dr jane foster uh tom hiddleston is fantastic also as uh the uh, duplicitous uh, Loki uh, and the, uh, the the brother of um, of Thor, um, Anthony Hopkins, fantastic as Odin, um, uh, Stellan uh, Skarsgård as Doctor Eric Selvig, he's also incredible. He's really a great uh, character who also um, we also see again in Avengers film. Um, Cat uh, Dennings as Darcy Lewis is uh, really great. Also, she's really funny throughout. Um, Greg Clark as Agent Phil Coulson, uh, who we'll once again see in the Agents of uh, he's in Agents of Shield, the TV show, uh, and he's also in the Avengers film. And um, um, 
Yeah, and of course Idris Elba as Heimdall and uh, many other uh, great actors, um, including Jeremy Renner once again as uh, um, Hawkeye. He will also uh, turn up again in the Avengers film. Uh, Samuel Jackson as uh, Nick Fury. Um, And yeah, so many great actors, so many great characters uh, in such a great movie with such a great story. And what a a great beginning to uh, the Thor trilogy of films. Um, But also a great introduction of the character of Thor into the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. Um, And uh, there was two sequels that came uh, uh, as a result of the the success of this Thor film. Um, And I don't believe if if Thor hadn't done as well as it did at the box office uh, and also hadn't been as critically accepted as it was, um, I don't believe that there might have been as many sequels. Uh, there was two sequels to it, um, and a, a third sequel that is um, due to be released uh, in 2022. Um, but I, I think that is uh, most in part to the great acting, uh, especially Chris Hemsworth as Thor, um, but also the direction by um, the the. Uh, the direction by Kenneth Branagh um, he really did he absolutely directed the the hell out of this film it's so and the cinematography as well um, it's just uh, fantastic special effects uh, and also the writing um, it's just uh, exceptional in so many ways and it's a great I'd say it's a great introduction to a, a character that probably not a lot of people would have been um, familiar with uh, unless they'd been a reader of uh, Marvel Comics uh, or if they'd been familiar with Norse mythology, um, which is, uh, is a source for a lot of the characters, uh, a lot of the, the settings and the, um, the, the weapons and the things that are used by the, the Asgardians. Uh, within the uh, Marvel, within Marvel Comics, and within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, but yeah, Thor's a film that I've watched many times over the years uh, since it came out in 2011, and the character of Thor is one of my favourite characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and um, I think uh, probably always will be. Uh, in particular, uh, his appearance in the film Thor Ragnarok. Uh, which is something I'll I'll get to when I review that film. But uh, yeah, that film's one of my favourite films of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And uh, the reason for that, I'll get to uh, when I review that. But um, yeah, great film. If you haven't seen Thor, uh, definitely check it out if you can. Um, It's available on DVD, Blu-ray, uh, but uh, it, as well as uh, all of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, films, are available to stream uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, so if you're able to do that, definitely choose to check that, uh, check Thor out um, on Disney or anywhere you uh, you possibly can, because uh, it's definitely worth watching. And once you've watched it once, 
you'll probably want to watch it again and again and again because there is so much within it that is entertaining um and uh and um yeah and uh thrilling um uh for all the senses um so yeah so i think i'm gonna leave it there for now uh i just want to say i hope you uh hope you like what you heard uh i just want to say thank you for listening and i'll talk to you again very soon If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, you can go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon